welcome to the Full Circle Podcast with Julie, Glenn and Phil. And welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. It is day two at the Mansfield Mind, Body, Spirit with North Star Crystals and Eric. Um, it's open. We are open. Yeah. Um, it's 10 o'clock. People are coming in. Uh, it's going to be a really busy day today. We've got some got good really good uh, demonstrations yeah. to attend today. We've got Jan Muse here today. Oh, Have a beautiful. Week, so. yeah. That's going to be She's interesting. She's been on the podcast, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. She has, yeah. Mm. Um, we've got drumming as well in the moment, so we're going to head over to there in a minute and uh, film a bit of that for you all. Um, Dijon Bay drumming, um, so different form different of style. drumming, but mm. yeah. yeah, very high vibrational. So we're looking for that, looking uh, excited to do that. Yeah, I think Definitely. we're still a bit high on the energies. We are, yesterday. yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to get my words together. It's like, what? Yeah, and yeah. I've lost my voice. Well, it's still there at the minute, but... Uh, Just a bit low yeah, today. A bit, bit croaky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Too yeah. much talking, clearly. So, yeah. so we... Um, Can't get a word get in with you, Julie. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Really? <laughs> we're going to get... She was that, that, that chatty yesterday, 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 interviewing it herself. Was, it was like having Zippy at the side of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's get cracked on. We've got some fab interviews for today. There's one that there's one person that I want to interview, and she does Celtic Reiki. So uh, I'm really interested in in uh, mm. interviewing her today. We've got the Woodland Trust here today to talk to. Yeah, no, she's uh, very nice. Well, I so, spoke to um, the lady yesterday, so yeah. that'd be nice to get an interview from them. Uh, and I think at some point today we'll get hold of uh, Eric again. So yes, yeah, definitely. To take us out. Yeah. yeah. So, so we'll keep you updated, as always. Fabulous. See you all soon. See you in a bit. See you later. Bye. Bye. See ya.
over 3, over 4, 12, over 8. Okay? Different numbers. So this is what we've got. We're going to go. We are going to go 4 on our feet. So we keep walking like this. Keep it nice. Get a rhythm going like this. Yeah? Keep that going there. Just forget your feet. Okay? So now we're going to count to 3. Just the same with our mouth. So count it to 3 like this. 1, 2, 3. 1, 2, 3.
the uh, English corresponding letter. So I'm passing this around because I personally think this was a great idea. So you get yourself started to start building up your um, muscle memory, as it were. So you know, take a photo of them and have a think about making your own set. Because I'm not, I'm not bothered by that. Because for me, making your own set gives it more power when you come to the readings. Okay. So the purpose of these sets that I've put around, you can buy them if you want, but they're more for you to look at, feel with, familiarise yourself with throughout the, uh, uh, the talk. Okay? Uh, so, let me get started. Uh, introduce myself first, that would be a good idea. So I am Barbara Dora. Well, I am, of course, very obviously, uh, Gypsy Descent. Um, my personal journey uh, brought me to the rooms when a uh, fellow pagan dumped a bag in my lap and said, learn them. Don't read about them, certainly don't read anything on Ralph Bloom, we won't go there, uh, but learn about them yourself. So, grab myself a notebook, which is the most important thing in any journey. Notebook and pen, journal it all. Do feel free to sit down. I'll know you with them in No worries. So I also, over the years, have come up with a, a little method that I think is quite purposeful that I want to share with you. Keep it simple, first of all. Don't push it, don't uh, force yourself, because sometimes this um, system of divination, the runes or the tarot, um, is it, it, not for you, because if you're not connecting with it, move on to another one. You know, Don't try and force the connection, because there's so many different um, systems and tools out there, crystal balls, tea leaves, palm reading, Rooms, Ogham, which is the journey I'm currently on, uh, and so many of them out there. You two will click because when I go out of rooms, everything clicked, you know? So, um, my little method is called the crib method. Crib stands for courage, the courage to just get going, you know, uh, the courage to not rely on Google or books, um, look at the shape of the room, look at the, the name of the room, uh, turn it around and write down everything it reminds you of or makes you feel. Who's joining ladies? You're fine. It's all right. Uh, uh, I've put some sets of rooms around for people to share, to familiarise yourself with them. So just, just grab a seat and, and come and join in. So uh, the next part is uh, the, the respect. Uh, respect what you're doing. And part of that respect is learning about where they came from. Because that's kind of where I started. Rather than reading about the rooms, I read about uh, old Norse society, which is where they come from, they come from the, the, uh, uh, the Scandinavians, the Vikings, if you like. Uh, I looked at their society, I looked into their, uh, their myths and legends, uh, and, um, and, and considered what they, how the runes gained their magic, as it were. Because it's also a, um, a writing system. Uh, and actually, it was through writing in runes that helped me familiarise myself with the shape of the runes, by the way, so that's another good one um, to uh, bear in mind. Uh, and, you know, this is a, a society that doesn't even know what illiteracy is. People just didn't read and write. That was really just the elites or the, the priests and the witches, you know, the, the sort of higher-ups in society. So for, for those ordinary common folk, uh, these symbols are, uh, are very magical. I mean, if you can take yourself back there, you can imagine just how strange it was. It's kind of like looking at um, Japanese or Russian. It's a very strange um, thing to see, you know? Um, and so I believe that in a time of limited science, 
they, they gained their magic through um, uh, superstition. So um, that, uh, that respect part uh, and, uh, and looking at the history is that bit. And the next part is intent or intentions, you know. Um, don't, is, is anybody not okay with swearing? Because I do use kind of common language. <laughs> so don't fuck around with me. <laughs> Take them seriously, you know. Um, it, it's, it's because they are a, a serious thing, do you know what I mean? Because they were very um, uh, valuable to the people who originally used them, you know. So, you know, they do ensure that your intent is to do something worthwhile with them. There is so much deeper and uh, more advanced um, things you can do with them. I will get onto that uh, uh, briefly at the end. Um, so the, the runes themselves really do intertwine with so many other things. That, that some of the runes uh, relate to certain tarot cards um, and uh, other simple systems like, uh, like the Ogham or Owen, uh, the, the, uh, also known as the Celtic runes or the tree uh, oracle. Um, and so that, that's the intent part. And the balance is to always make sure that, that you do not push yourself. And if you're doing a reading for, for someone, take some time to re-energise because you're connecting with a very ancient energy. So that is my crib method. Um, and, you know, it works for me. Uh, so there are 24 rooms, um, uh, which also happens to be the number of... Um, discs in the human spine, which I always found quite an interesting connection. I have weird things like that. Uh, they're separated into three groups of eight called ets or sets. Uh, the more advanced part of it is when you look at what each of these groups sort of represent. And I won't go into that now because I think it will just confuse you. Um, but th there is a, a lot to it. Um, and they're called the, the, the most notable, the most well used one is called the Elder Futhark. They're called the Futhark because of the first eight runes spell out Futhark. So <laughs> um, that, was, that was one that I found interesting. So um, to get started with how to read them, because I've gone through the history and um, uh, everybody with me so far? Brilliant. Any questions so far? Okay. So uh, I start with the first rune. Uh, and as you are learning your runes, I'd uh, definitely uh, suggest, just come on in, darling, don't worry, you're not interrupted. Thank you. Uh, there's oh, a going around for a more comprehensive workshop by email, by the way, if you want to get yourself hold of that. There's a set of rooms for people to have a look at, familiarise themselves with, etc. So the, the, the first room uh, that you uh, will likely go for, because why not start at the start, is uh, this one here. Can everyone see? I'll stand up so you can see that a little bit. Okay. And uh, this one is Feihu. Um, now, I don't know if you can see the little dotted lines that I've done on the other side, um, but if you can envision those same lines going on the other side, what does that look like to you? Don't overthink it. Then, uh, tree, plant. Yeah? Antenna. I saw arrow. Arrow? Antenna. Antenna? Okay, who's right? Absolutely brilliant, because uh, that is the most important part of this, is your connection with it, okay? So, the original um, uh, um, meaning for this is cattle. That is what the uh, Old Norse put on this room. And for, for those that said tree, etc., uh, it's not to say you weren't on the right, right line there, because that's another layer, you know, uh, that it could mean you've got to fight your way to it. 
you know, and we'll get to that in a moment. Um, so how, how do cattle exist? How do they live, you know? Uh, they have to be nourished. So the idea of it being a plant or a grain of grass, that feeds the animal that creates life, if you know what I mean. Uh, so um, to give the example of how to apply it to modern uh, questions or uh, uh, messages, we take the example of, say, this couple here, they're my neighbours, and they've got like four cows, and they just bought another one, because they had a really good crop last year. But I've only got three, because one of my cows died, because I didn't have a very good crop last year. So to everybody here, who's more successful? Nobody. Well, they are, you know? Because they've had a successful year, but I haven't. So taking that energy of, um, they're better off than me, gives you an idea of how this could answer a modern question. So for example, with a business question, should I expand? And you just pull one rune out, and it's this rune. Well, the short answer would be, well, yes, because it shows success. But this is where we get to the, um, the connection you made. Um, because once you've familiarised yourself with one rune at a time, um, move on to three rooms to answer a question, okay? Does everybody want to come up and, and, and do a little demo? Come on in, fella. Yeah? <laughs> now, this is my um, personal set that I paid a lot of money for, made out of pure copper, so they are quite um, powerful. So, this is the, um, the, the larger rooms are better for this kind of reading. I'm going to get on to the other kind in a moment. So, just pull yourself out three. Uh, rooms from in there. I'll just um, pass you ladies this, this set. It seems to be spare so you can familiarise yourself with what they look like in section. <laughs> oh, um, that is, that is, um, it looks like a uh, DNA strand, right? So it's deep connection. It um, originally meant to evolve in, so it's a fertile idea that has a long term effect. Very positive. So if you've got any um, ideas or goals that you just keep coming back to, you keep thinking that because it's definitely going to Right, so, um, uh, sorry, I've just got distracted there. So the first thing that was this one. That's all right. Um, and the second one was this uh, so the first rune, and, and, and again this is the way the Norse read it, it's always back to front. The first rune is the answer. The answer is how do you get there? The second rune is the journey. And the third rune represents the blockage, the why you can't, okay? So we'll bear in mind um, Feihu. Say, um, uh, say Feihu is involved in this, if you know what I mean. You pulled out Feihu and now you need more information. Because says, yeah, you could be successful. Um, but the answer is, knowledge, which is, a, and by the way, this is not me demonstrating my skill. This is me demonstrating to you how to do it, okay? Um, because I, you know, I'm not here to prove myself, I'm here to help you, okay? So if you have any questions throughout, do put up your hands. So noise is this room, uh, which is the original meaning was need or necessity. So the answer would be you're not, uh, it, the, uh, you need to do more, because this is kind of like you need more type thing. You need to do more in order to get to Feihu. Yeah? So the journey to that, Isa is the rune of ice, 
stillness, stagnancy, um, but also in a positive way, if you, if you pull it out in terms of mental health, it means peace. If you think of winter and the, how you feel looking out on a winter day, it's very peaceful, you know, but then when you step out into a winter day, it's very cold. Um, so it's your instinct as to which of those energies it's uh, relating to. And in terms of getting to Fayhu and you needing to do more, that means you've taken too long a break. Mm. So it's time to get going, okay? Um, and the blockage is, uh, uh, Lagus is the, it means lake, so it relates to water. And this is where um, researching the whole picture comes in. Uh, water in the pagan sense, are there any pagans here? Do you know what water represents? Uh, life and... Uh... Emotions. Yeah. yeah. And also fluidity, you know, because water is supposed to flow. Yeah. Um, so the blockage is you're not letting it flow. You're focusing too much on, on, on your fears. And in order to get to where you need to be, you need to release those fears, melt the water or melt the ice into the water, yeah. you see what I mean? Okay? That, that makes sense, actually. <laughs> it usually does. <laughs> Thank you all for coming. I'm Angela. I work for Phoenix Flames. And I've seen most of you at my store at some point throughout this weekend, I think, already. Which is probably why you're sitting in front of me right now. <laughs> um, so I am Angela, and I am a witch. Okay? A lot of people say to me, are you a black witch or a white witch? To me, there's no such thing. You have to be balanced. You have to be grey in the middle. Okay? Not saying I'm going to hex you all by the time you walk out, because that's not my way. Okay? <laughs> I don't ever do anything to hurt people. I might nibble you on a little bit just to get your blood, but that's about it. Okay? <laughs> so, um, I'm talking about spell work today. I'm just going to push this chair back a bit because it's going to annoy me. I can't stand still. So, I'm going to be talking about spell work today. I'm going to be talking about the process of divining your own spells and making your own spells and then the process of how to use other people's stuff within your spell work because spell work is really really simple or really really complicated so it can be as simple as you make it or as complicated as you make it all right so if you want to put some real power and real energy into it add more and more pieces to it basically which makes it more complicated so then you've got to go and get more pieces Okay. So how many of you here have actually done any spell work before? Just a show of hands. Yay! Good work. A fair few of you. That's always great. So the rest of you have never worked with any sort of magical spell work before. Okay. Well, we're going to learn today. Let's roll up our sleeves. Let's get going, shall we? Um, so, there's various different types of spell work you can create. You can be as creative and as imaginative as you possibly want to be. You could get a piece of paper, draw a circle on it, and say, I want to be continuous in my path. It can be as simple as that. I've literally just made that up off the top of my head. So, <laughs> but that's what I mean. When you're creative with spell work, you can create any spell and make it yours. Spell work is all about your intent. The tools you use just add that extra power, add that extra oomph. And it, it kind of gets you complete on your cycle of what you're doing. So, you can use paper, you can use herbs, 
these little pots that we make are little spells in a jar, basically. And I've got here Jinx Removing and Bam Bam. So they both do different things. Jinx Removing obviously removes any negativity or anything that's been thrown at you um, with intention. That's basically what Mr. Jinx is. You're throwing it at someone with an intention. I wouldn't ever recommend doing that to anybody because at some point it's going to come back and nip you in the butt. Bomb, that was supposed to be, not bomb. It was a long day yesterday. Van <laughs> um, Bam is purely for intention. You put your own intent into this. So that is your magical work to work with. Okay? Just telling you what they are because those are the two that I've got to show um, So you can use herbs for spell work. You can create your own spell work. You can create it like a herbal incense or you can use herbs to emphasise something else. Okay? So say for example, our candles that we make, we put essential oils in these. Essential oils come from herbs. Okay? We also have an anointment oil, which we use herbs and essential, and essential oils to make those anointment oils. So candle magic is a piece of spell work. And once again, it's one of the easiest pieces of spell work you can create. Um, you can buy other spell work like this. This has got all the essential oils and everything in there you need for this to work. So we also make these, but I'm not here to tell you my products today. I'm here to tell you about spell work. But I'm just using my products to show you what, what can be done with your own imagination, your own creativity, okay? There is also anointment oils in their own, right. You can make your own anointment oils using a base oil, adding essential oils, you've got your own anointment oil. You can add your own herbs, and leave them to simmer in there for a while, do you know what I mean? Just sit around and let the, the oils of the herbs release in the oils. So it takes a while for that to happen, but it does happen eventually. Um, but those are anointment oils. So you use different pieces of spell work in different ways. If I want something quick and effective, I'll grab a white candle and I'll light that candle with my intent straight away and just send it out into the universe to do what it needs to do. So if I want something quickly got rid of, for example, you just had an argument with somebody, you want to get rid of something really, really quickly, you just think, I want to do it and I want to leave it. White candle, I want to get rid of the negativity from the argument that's just been created. Light the candle, pull it down in your candle, let it go, let it burn all the way down. Really quick, really simple, really easy. If I wanted to add to that, I could draw some sigils onto the candle, does everybody know what a sigil is? It's basically a sign. So you can create your own sigil. So for me, for example, if I wanted to banish negativity, I could literally imagine what negativity feels like to me. And I always feel it's a negative sign for some reason. So I'd, I'd draw a negative sign and then I might put my initials on it because I want to banish my negativity. So I'd put my initials over the top of the negative sign, which for me is AJB. My dad's his FAB, <laughs> and he is pretty fat. <laughs> okay, so I would put AJB over the top. I then might think, I want that concluded, so I'll draw a whole circle in it around the outside. That is a sigil. You've created your own sigil. You've put your own energy into that, your own power into that sigil. That is your sigil then. And nobody's going to know what that sigil represents, but you do. So if anybody finds that sigil, they're just going to think it's a load of scribblings on a bit of paper. But you can actually put that sigil into the candle. Okay? 
You can put herbs around the base of the candle. You can put oils on the candle, then roll it in herbs. You can add crystals to the candle, which emphasises the power again. If you're doing something with emotions, you can get some water and add some water around the base of the candle. Water represents emotions when you work with water as an animal. Alright, that's why I'm saying that. Um, so there's ways you can use different types of water as well. Our sprays that we do, we use storm water, sea water, moon water, new and full moon water. We've also got some snow water that we use in some of them which are very infrequent that we actually make them because we don't often get snow. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can't imagine snow unfortunately. I can make ice, <laughs> but not snow. Um, so you can use different types of things for different types of spell work. So, you then come on to what else you can use. So you've got your physical tools, what else can you use? You can set your circle. You set your circle. You can use a wand to set your circle, you can use a wand to call in your elements. Okay? Not everybody needs a fancy wand. If you're out in nature and you think, I want to set a circle really quick just to ground myself, we all have a wand. And I am using this finger, by the way. <laughs> There's children in the room. <laughs> okay? But. I do quite like the physical tool because I'm quite a physical person, so I do quite like using a physical wand because I can imagine the energy coming out the end better to set your circle. Okay? And if you do, not everybody sets a circle, but I do quite like setting a circle if I'm doing a more in depth spell work because it keeps all that energy contained in that space until you're ready to release it. Alright? And you actually feel the energy building up. You can chant. You've got everybody's got a voice. Whether it's in great tune like mine, really bad. Um, <laughs> and if any of you've been in the stall today, we are in a musical today. We keep breaking out into song for no reason at all. Um, but we've none of neither of us got a really good voice. So, <laughs> but you can chant. You can sing. You can dance. You can build the energy up with drums. You can build the energy up with whatever you choose to build the energy up with. And if you're building it up within a circle, it's going to contain all that energy in that circle. Does anybody know how to draw a circle? Does anybody want me to show them? All of you. <laughs> so, would you come and help me, darling? Would you come and help me? So what I want you to do, is I just want you to hold the wands like that, and I want you to go round me in a circle. Okay, the other way. Right. Go round clockwise, in a circle, all the way round, watch the end of the wand. And as she goes round, you usually ask for the circle to be open. Yeah? Do you want to go round again? Can we please open this circle and contain all the energy within? Can we open the circle? That's all you need to say. Yay! Thank you very much. A big round of applause. So I'm not getting out of this circle now, so I can't move. And she's been really tiny, so I can't move anymore. Because <laughs> um, why 
outside the energy. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Um, so literally, it's really as simple as that. You can use what words you want. You make up your words and use your words and do it with intent. And Emily did an amazing job because I could feel that energy coming through already. That was really intense. A lot of intent there. So that is as simple as opening a circle. So it's opening a circle to energy. Okay? And at the end, we go the reverse way round, which I'll get Emily to do at the end as well, if you don't mind. And we'll get her to close the circle, which is closing the circle to the energy, which means it releases all that energy that was in the circle and it releases it in a big, powerful whoosh. Okay? You all with me so far? Fabulous! So, you've opened the circle, you're in your circle, you've got all your tools in the circle, which I haven't because I've got to grab them all. Um, <laughs> and have you noticed I'm really not moving anymore because it's like I'm stuck to the ground. So, you've opened your circle, you want to start building up the energy within the circle. So I want us all to devise some sort of chant today that we can use together, okay? So say we want to do a pushing out peace to the world right now. There's a lot of people that aren't in peace at the moment, so let's push out some peace to the world. So let's have a few words that are just about peace. Harmony. Harmony. Unity. Unity. Tranquility. Tranquility. Kindness. Love. There we go. Harmony, tranquility, kindness, love. Harmony, tranquility, kindness, love. Who's going to say it with me? You ready? Harmony, tranquility, kindness, love. Harmony, tranquility, kindness, love. Harmony, tranquility, kindness, love. Harmony, tranquility, kindness, love. Did you feel the energy starting to rise then? I'm, I'm getting goosebumps up here, by the way. That's how my energy shows. Um, and also, your voices started to rise, and you started to feel more and more confident as you were saying it. We've just built the energy up within this room. It's in this circle as well, but we've built this energy up in this room. So that energy is contained within this room now. When we open those doors, all that energy is going to shoot off and give everybody in this building harmony, tranquility, peace. Love, I've missed one. Kindness. Kindness, that's the one. <laughs> I knew I'd one because I counted them on my hands. Um, so that's going to go out into this room and it's going to give everybody that feeling. And they're going to get that warmth when they go out there. So if you certainly see people sitting on the floor going, I don't know what's just come over me. <laughs> You've done that. <laughs> All right. So. By building up that energy, that energy's now there. It's not going anywhere right now. It's not dissipating, it's still there. You can build that energy up for as long as you feel necessary. Once that energy's built up, you've got your tools of what you wanted to create. Say, for example, you want to make a little jar of spell work. You want to make something for peace. Does anybody know what herbs are good for peace? Lavender. Lavender, great. Chamomile. Any others? Sorry? Cedar's good. That's good. That's good, yeah. They're very sunny, they're very passionate and strong. Um, rosemary? Use rosemary for anything, pretty much. 
when you're using it to spell work. It will represent anything. Sorry? Yeah. Rosemary represents everything in spell work, so you can use it for anything. So you've got those four or five herbs there. You've already got herbs to mix. Those herbs that you adore sets, you can pretty much find in gardens. You can find them out and about. You don't need to go and buy expensive amount of herbs. You don't need to go to a big work, a witchy shop and say, I want to buy 100 grams of your rosemary, please. Because you can go to a supermarket and get it. And if anyone was in my talk yesterday, you'll learn that you can go to a Morrison's car park under the cover of night and chop it out of their gardens. <laughs> <laughs> or you can do it in your neighbours. <laughs> I would ask your neighbours though before you start climbing over their fences to get into their gardens and chop their rosemary gas. <laughs> Alright, but rosemary and things like that's everywhere, lavender's everywhere, um, cedar's everywhere. If you go to any graveyard, there's usually cedar planted in graveyards because it brings peace and it brings that connection of how to pass roots in the next life and how to deal with grief. That's why cedars are planted in graveyards originally. Okay? So you've got those five, four or five herbs. You've done a mix of them, and as you're mixing them, you're putting your intention again. Now you can just put them in a jar and then go and bury them where you want that peace and harmony to begin. Or you could burn them and put them up into the universe for the universe to take and create that peace and harmony over everyone. Really simple, right? When you break spell work down, it's simple. That's what it is. You can now, if you work with deities, so deities are the gods and goddesses, for anybody that knows. I almost stepped outside the circle then and I was like, ah, no, um, so deities are the gods and goddesses. I quite like working with deities. One of my favourite ones to work with is Ganesh, because he's quite childlike. He brings out my inner child and he makes me want to play. So when I'm doing spell work with him, it's always fun, it's always abundance, because he is the god of abundance and um, business and luck. So it's always fun, it's always good for abundance, it's always good for luck, and he always brings out my inner child. I'm here with Alana and Thomas at the Woodland Trust at the Mind Body Spirit Show in Mansfield. So how are you this afternoon? I'm uh, doing really well, yeah. It's been yeah. quite a busy day. So. Is it? Yeah. So do you want to tell us a bit about what you've uh, what you're doing with the Woodland Trust? Uh, What's yeah. your message? Um, so we're the um, largest charity in the UK that focuses primarily on woodland conservation. Um, so we um, have three main strategies. We protect, create and restore woodland spaces. Um, so we, we donate trees each winter to um, schools and communities um, for tree planting. Wow. Um, do you want to continue on the rest Yeah, of that's amazing. Yeah, one of our big things is, yeah, protecting what we already have. I mean, the UK's only got 11% tree cover compared to Europe, which is 37%. Really? So we're very far behind. Um, so it's all good. We've got to plant new trees because we need new woods, but we also have to protect what's still there. Yeah. Because um, it takes quite a while for trees to grow. It takes quite a while, especially ancient woodland. So that's what covers 2% of our country, and that's woods that have been here since the Ice Age, essentially. Um, they've been growing with other fungi and plants and trees together for thousands of years and that ecosystem has been growing together it's been you know creating different relationships with another and once that's gone you can't plant a new ancient wood you can't now 
yeah. And, that's and of course, wanna... all the animals as well and the well, wildlife. Exactly. Yeah, that's H- their home, isn't Sorry. it? Um, HS2, the um, the train line that they wanted yes. to build. Yeah, um, there's a lot about that, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, they they threatened 108 ancient woodlands. Wow. So they wanted to knock down 108. That's a lot, woodlands, isn't which it? Is a lot. Yeah. Um, so part of the Woodland Trust initiative is to um, use our membership um, and our members to sign petitions to lobby the government into getting protection for these trees that don't have the same protection rights. So that they come under a um, conservation area. So they've got a conservation status and they're protected. Um, At the minute you can just get a small fine for knocking a tree down, um, which to housing developers um, is just nothing to them. Wow. Really important work. We need the trees. Trees obviously provide us with oxygen as well. Yes, yes. Um, And it's great for mental health as well. Um, having access to green spaces during um, the pandemic yeah, is really important for people. Um, it's just it's great to be in nature, and we don't have a lot of it in this country anymore. Wow. So I'm really shocked at that figure. Actually, I thought it was a lot more. Yeah. So yeah. 11%? Did you say? Um, yeah. And only about 7% of that is in a good ecological condition. The rest of it is like conifer plantations for timber and things like that, which don't really support and house a lot of species. Um, so as part of the Woodland Trust, we manage um, woodland sites across the UK to make sure that they're in the best condition possible. That's really good uh, work you're doing there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, didn't realize that at all. So I've learned things there and our <laughs> listeners and viewers will learn that too. So can people, um, plant trees, like pay money to, to plant trees, that kind of thing, or I'm just yeah, in the water yeah. there with that one. <laughs> well, I mean, anyone can plant a tree if they want. Um, there's loads out there. I think, um, what is it we do? You can volunteer with us. Uh, we have lots of tree planting um, initiatives going around the country, uh, so you can get involved in that way. Uh, we have different schemes with landowners where we subsidize up to 75% of new trees and hedges that. Um, landowners can put mm-hmm. into their properties uh, right. I think yeah there's there's quite a lot of ways to get involved with the trust and yeah. with planting trees we donate as well like I said we donate trees to schools and School, communities yeah, I think you mentioned that for yesterday, free. Um, yeah so yeah. Um, if you want to learn how to do that if you're a forest school leader or you work with a community of um, vulnerable adults or anything like that um, if you go onto our website I believe it's uh, the email address is learning at woodlandtrust.org.uk if you email them they should be able to point you in the right direction right. but in general our website is woodlandtrust.org.uk um, and you can become a member on there that's where everyone can go if they're yes. interested in getting yes. in contact with you or so it's only it's, it's a minimum of four pounds a month um, and for every five pounds that's donated we can plant two trees so if you were to donate five pounds a month um, for a year you'd be planting 24 trees just passively by yeah. donating five pounds so Fantastic, that's brilliant, thank you so much. So uh, is there any other areas people can find you? Are you on Facebook as well or yes, any of the other Facebook, platforms? Yes, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Um, yeah. If you come to these kinds of events, the Mind, Body, Body and Spirit events, um, also we're constantly at markets and festivals and shows, um, so you can come over and talk to one of us. Um, we're fundraisers with the Woodland Trust um, and we'd be able to sign you up in, in person. Right. Thank you very much. And final word from uh, Thomas. I was going to say, it'll be the best thing you do, signing up to the Woodland Trust. Four pounds a month, you get to be part of something good, get to plant new trees, save the world, nothing better. Thank you, and I think I'll end on that note. I can't finish any higher than that, so thank you very much. Thank you. Good afternoon, everybody.
was in a bedside cabinet and it was pushed right up against the front of the door because it was apparently a long thin crystal. The wallet she lost, I described a certain shelf and told her exactly, you know, it was painted blue and that it had um, angles at the, the side and it was in her larder and I believe the wallet took the top of that. And she said, yes, she recognised the shelf, as I've described it, and it was in her larder. So she went home to have a look. But so far, I haven't seen her today, so I don't know, <laughs> I don't know whether, it, uh, whether it was right or not. How did I start doing it? Or how did I first know I could do it? Quite by accident. I was doing a psychic fair in London. And I was talking to a friend who was selling things there. And this guy came up and he started being a bit of a pest and he kept saying, oh, if you're so good, he said, you know, tell me something that I, I can't possibly know and all this. And he kept on and on. And then just suddenly, I was in his bedroom. Not, not literally. <laughs> <laughs> not literally. <laughs> My mind was in his bedroom, but not in a nasty way. Um, and I described to him, Everything that was in his bedroom, I went right round from the door, from one side, right round, back round to the door, and described every single item that was in his bedroom and where it was. And he looked so shocked, and he went white, and he didn't bother me again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was the first time I realised I could actually do it. Since then, I've... Uh, it's happened in a lot of ways. Um, I was doing a, an anatomy and physiology exam and I knew the answer to the question but I wasn't sure if it was one thing or another. So I went into my, what I call my library, I took the book off the shelf, I opened it to the page and read, what's that read? Was it cheating? What, was it really cheating? I, I can't really say it because it was only my mind that did it, okay? And it was only one question, honestly. Uh, other times, I've used it um, for solving things like murders, things like that. Um, I had a particularly um, traumatic experience once. Um, there'd been a murder um, about 11 years old I moved, uh, 11 years before I moved to Sheffield, sorry, um, and I didn't know anything about it. And at the time, I'd taken my dog for a walk, and I'd gone across to uh, the brook. And at the time, I was having problems with my eyes. I, I had cataracts, and didn't realise I had cataracts at the time, but I was getting a lot of blurred vision. And I started to walk down a pathway, and a bird flew out of the bush and scared the crap out of me, basically. And uh, I suddenly got this really strange feeling, and I thought, something's wrong here. And instead of actually walking back home with the dog, I walked towards home, and then turned around and went back down another pathway. And thought, what am I doing here? I had no idea why I was there, or what, you know, what purpose it served. Anyway, I came home and I, I said to my partner, I had a very strange feeling that day. 
and you said, well, there's been a young lad on um, Sheffield Forum who has been asking if anybody's got information about his mother who was murdered. And apparently this was in that area. And I didn't really look into it. I just made a mental note that when I had something done about my eyes, I'd go back and have another look. Anyway, uh, about, I suppose about four or five years later, uh, back in 2008, uh, a private investigator phoned me up and said, would I help with the murder? And I said, um, yeah, I'm happy to do that. I said, but I can't promise that I'll get anything because I said, I, I never know what's going to happen. And she said, no, that's fine. And she came and picked me up in the car and as we were walking across to the brook, <laughs> um, she said to me, uh, she said something to me and I said, oh, I hope he doesn't live local. I said, I might be his next victim, right? And that was, that was just, you know, me being a bit flippant. Anyway, we went to where I'd had the problem with the dog and she said, where do you want to go now? And I said, I want to go down there. And it had been raining for about three days and I nearly lost my shoes because I, I sunk in the mud. We got down near the brook and she said to me, what are you getting now? And then just suddenly it wasn't me anymore. I could see this through the girl's eyes. And I was looking down on myself and I had a flowery dress on. And the private investigator, I can just hear her saying to me, and what's happening next? And I said, she's walking along the path and she's walking with this man. And I described the man. I told him how, what age he would be in present day, and um, she said, what's happening? And I said, he's saying, don't worry, you know me. And she says, and what's he doing now? And I said, he's pulling her down the embankment, and he's got her against that tree there. I said, he's holding her by the throat. And I said, and he's feeling in his pocket, and she said, and what's he doing? And I said, he's got a knife. And she asked me, I, I won't go into complete detail because it was quite horrendous. Um, and she said, what's he doing now? And I said, he's got to make sure she's dead. Right? And there was a lot of problems with mutilations and goodness knows what else, but as I said, I won't go into complete detail. Then I told her how he'd put her against the, um, like there was a kind of a, a, a grill on the brook. He put her against that and then somebody else had helped him put a mattress over the top. And then she said, where's he going now? And I said, he's gone back up the pathway and he stopped to talk to a woman with a dog. And I told her, I told the investigator where he lived and also where this woman with the dog lived. And it turned out he lived diagonally opposite my house, <laughs> which not good. Um, but the whole thing was thrown out because obviously they don't um, uh, take the evidence of, of the medium as admissible. And they also, she questioned the woman with the dog without a policeman present. So it threw the case straight out. So the man is still ripping them out. 
he'd been let go twice, he'd been let go for that murder, he'd been questioned about that murder and let go uh, twice, and he'd also been questioned about rape again, because they put the victim in the same car as him. So, uh, yeah, so that was one of my worst experiences of it, because um, for all intents and purposes, I, it was me that was happening to um, the, the thing with remote viewing is, as I said, it can be a little bit hit and miss. I mean, sometimes it can be so accurate, you know, it, it, it blows your mind. At times, it can be very, very bitty. Um, but it is quite an interesting thing, and I have no idea um, how it came, how it came about with me. It, as I said, it just happened. And um, I've had so much proof with it over the years that, you know, I just, it's just become part and parcel of what I do. I am a qualified teacher and I do run psychic development groups, etc., etc. I can teach anybody how to astral project, so I can teach anybody how to connect to spirit, I can teach anybody, you know, how to work in a psychic manner, but I cannot, for the life of me, teach anybody how to do remote viewing because I have not got a clue how to start. <laughs> we have tried with um, uh, asking them to draw pictures of, of things that are in somebody else's house and, and it's, you know, it just hasn't worked. So I have no idea, as I said, how on earth I could, I could actually explain it any better than that. But if anybody's got any questions, then I, I'm very happy to answer them. Right, you had your hand up first, so yes. Um, do you have a difference between astral projection and the Right, okay. Astral projection. You are actually projecting your astral body into another place, right? Um, and that can be done either in waking hours or in sleeping hours um, with, the, with the proper, um, you know, the proper development, proper instruction. Uh, and usually you go through a process of leaving where you are, going out through the roof, usually flying, um, I'll say flying for want of a better word, to the place you're going to astral, astrally project to, and then coming down into that place and having a, a look around. Remote viewing, there's none of that, it's just your mind is projected. Okay, so there's none of the, you know, the leaving the body or things like that, it's your mind is just literally projected to a place. And if I'm if I'm including it as part of a mediumship demonstration, which often I do, I'm usually connected to the person and, and bringing through someone from spirit for them. And then suddenly it is instant. I'm there in whatever room it is looking at particular things. So it's not something I've got a major control over. Welcome everybody. My name's Jan Muse. I'm from Magical Muse Holistics.
there's only me. I don't, <laughs> it sounds like there's a few of us, but um, it's me. I do everything. Um, today I'm here to talk about holy fire, you sui holy fire reiki, and to share with you an experience of what it actually feels like, which is amazing. I love it. This is my um, 2022 marks my 25th anniversary of working with the Reiki energy. So it's like, it's a little bit special. So who else does Reiki? I've got one and one. Yep, yep, so lots, lots of us. Great, great. Uh, when I first did my first Reiki training, it was, well, I met my master teacher at one of these events, one of Eric's um, events. So it's kind of, as well, it's kind of like, I'm alright, I won't cry. But yeah, so it's, you know, it's, it's everything sort of just comes back round again. So Yusui Holy Fire is based on Dr. Yusui's work, but brought into the here and now. It's updated by an American gentleman called William L. Grant and some other people. Has anybody heard of William? William's work? Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> some of you will probably have him, so if you do Reiki, you might have him in your lineage, lineage, lineage. Um, he has dedicated his life to Reiki and to following Dr. Yusui's work and building on it. I mean, if anybody knows the story of Dr. Yusui, he, he came up with this system of Reiki, but then he didn't actually live that long afterwards. But he did start the process of people passing it on to each other. And then William has spent all his, all his life, his whole life really, dedicated to Reiki. Holy Fire is an update of the original Yusui. When I was offered to update my Yusui Reiki, I was a bit like, well, how can it be any better? How can it be any different? You know, it, it is what it is. And, and I really had a strong resistance to the holy fire. Um, and I think for me, the word holy kind of put me off of it. And excuse me if it's, um, I don't mean to offend anybody, but organized religion has never been for me you know i wasn't brought up with any religion and i'm happy for anybody to believe what they believe you know but it just the word holy didn't sort of kind of fit with me um actually it's discovered it was something to do with my childhood and that word so anyway eventually i did it and i'm like oh now i get it now i get it so it does, it's the Reiki for now, in my opinion. It is, I don't work, I work with the Karuna system, which is also um, from William L. Rand. And that's got eight symbols plus the Holy Fire symbol. So what I'm going to share with you today is, it's called a healing in the river of peace experience so we all need some peace the world needs peace 
you know, it's in everybody can experience this. Doesn't matter, you don't have to know anything, do anything. All you need to do is literally just sit and receive. So I'm guessing, as you're all here, if anybody's not comfortable with that, sitting and receiving, it would be best if you go now. Um, welcome. And I want no judgment. No judgment. But I'm glad no one's getting up. Yeah, so that's all you have to do. So I'll just the William Mann, the American master teacher, he's so he's dedicated his life. I'll just show you. He's so um his training is intense and it's very um i've seen some reiki students come away with a few pieces of paper when they've done their reiki training um, it upsets me it upsets me these are the sort of manuals you get if you do your reiki training with someone like me who's um, a registered teacher at the um center for International Centre for Reiki Training. So these are the sort of manuals that you get. That's your first and second degree manual. I'm just showing you these so you can see that it's, you know, it's good stuff. It's not just a few words written on a bit of paper. Um, that's your master manual. And there's a big difference. With them, um, that's the Karuna, so they're nice, nice size manuals, lots of information, and um, the website's great, reiki.org, if you want to have a look. So, let me just pop it back in, I usually have the table, but I don't have one today. So, yes, so, holy fire. It's a good mentality. The difference, what I was going to say, sorry, I got distracted was the Yusui Reiki, as a Yusui Reiki master teacher, the attunements were done by placing, the Reiki master would place their hands, and this still works, I'm not discrediting <coughs> the original Yusui Reiki because it is a beautiful energy and it still works, but for me personally, mine's the holy fire. By placing their hands on top of the student's head, Drawing symbols, blowing, putting things in there, putting the symbols in their hands, lifting the hands up, lifting them down. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. The difference with the holy fire and the way that it's passed is the Reiki master steps out of the way and it's now ignitions and placing. So the placements are for Reiki 1, Reiki 2, and the ignitions are for the master training. And I literally start calling in the energy of the holy fire, and it comes straight from source, rather than me getting in the way. It's a hell of a lot easier to teach as well, I must admit, because it's beautiful. So this is how the experience will work <coughs> for you. I will start the process 
and it's going to come from the highest heaven, the highest source of love. So I don't have to go around and touch anybody or anything like that. I will, in fact, I will sit down. Um, so everybody okay with that? Yeah? So before we start, I'd like you to imagine that there is a beautiful mountain range. High, high up in the heavens. And the waters there are clear and sparkling. And when you see them, you feel, this is something special. Something special. And as they trickle down these beautiful mountains, the ice and the snow at the top of the mountains begins to melt, bringing its magic, bringing its energy from that highest source, bringing it down, 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 into the rivers, into the streams, and into the oceans of this land. It's the magic. It's the thing of beauty. So I'd like you all to imagine now that you are outside. Oh, it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. It's autumn. If you'd all like to close your eyes if you haven't already. <coughs> it's a beautiful autumnal day. The leaves turning into their beautiful, vibrant colors. And you are standing underneath one of these huge trees. And you take one more deep breath with that tree. And you feel that energy in your breath the energy of nature. And you feel that energy traveling down your throat, into your lungs, into your tummy, down, down, down your legs and into my breath. And as you take the next breath, you imagine that you have roots growing from the soles of your feet. Big, strong roots. Twisting. Turning. Pushing deeper and deeper. Feeling that nurture coming from Mother Earth. Deep within. And take a breath in through your roots and breathe some of that energy in. Feel it traveling through your body. With each breath, breathing some more of that energy from the mother beneath us. <coughs> Turn your face up to the sky and feel the energy 
of the air and the sky above us. And bring that energy in. And then I'd like you to imagine as you are stood beneath this beautiful strong tree that the leaves begin to fall with their beautiful colours floating down, showing you, showing us what it is to let go and what no longer serves us. And I'd like you to bring something to your mind, something that you know is holding you back. Maybe it's something that you think about yourself. And make sure it's to do with you, rather than letting go of uh, somebody who might be causing you problems. Something to do with you. Just bring it to your mind and then let it go. Please don't dwell on it. Just have something in mind. Suddenly, a path lights up, leading you into a beautiful forest. And you begin to follow this path. Each footstep brings you closer and closer to Mother Earth. And you feel the pulsing of energy through your feet, coming up through the soles of your feet. We have a belief that we are all separate. Indeed we are. But we are also one. With all who dwell here on Mother Earth. And as you follow this path that is lit up before you, welcoming you, looking forward to seeing you in the woods just in front. Okay, welcome. Um, one of the things we do with our functionality, we also do what's called higher order. We do it on the first and second Monday of the month, and tomorrow night will be a little bit like tonight, uh, this afternoon, although there's more instruments. And we do a higher order channeled sound bath. Now we call it higher order because we use high frequency, varying frequency sound and we don't use a native shamanic. <clears throat> so today we've just brought, we were having Darren with us, uh, but unfortunately he's got another appointment, so poor, this has not seen the light of day for four years because we don't have any sunlight at Shankwe, we're a night club, so it, is, it got very excited when we, we had to watch this together last week. And uh, so yeah, so Julian has brought her um, foot singing bowl, which is a bowl that you stand in. Um, for healing. Um, we've been loaned um, a crystal heart which is set in what's called solfeggio, so it's got the DNA frequencies and frequencies like that. And a couple of crystal singing bowls which were actually out of our little shop which were sold but we just borrowed them for today. Um, we don't know what will come out, I have no idea. So all I ask is that your phones are switched off because people go very deep, as a rule, with the um, higher order channeling. And uh, if somebody's phone goes off, we did have one lady actually, her phone went off in a sound bath, 
and it was heavy metal music. And she answered it and said, sorry, I can't talk now. We're doing the sound for that. It was like, So wherever this journey, this energy takes you, it will have no idea. You know, when we're at Shaft, we lay. If you look on our website and um, talk to Kat about all that kind of thing, because I'm rubbish at it. Hi. Uh, this is Kat. <laughs> and uh, she understands all the Facebook stuff. Um, so basically we lay, we channel in a grid, and we lay a full grid with crystals in specific shapes uh, and sacred geometry that we are channeling. Each one of you, you know the circuit boards that you get like little valves and little bits of solder on and things like that. You'll see them us older generation inside things. That um, each one of you is like a part of that circuitry. So when we do a channeling, you're meant to be here for a reason because your frequency is unique to every individual on the planet. No one else is like you. You are unique. So wherever you go, you are part of the collective. You're interconnecting with everybody, the universe, Mother Earth. So we'll just go with it and see where we go. Okay. So just close your eyes, please. Breathing in. Breathing out. Breathing in. as you're breathing in and out, I'd like you to visualize on your feet a large silver disc. It moves up from mother earth like liquid metal and it begins to rise up, moving under your feet, forming a full disc of protection under everyone here. As you're breathing in and out, be aware of your earth star beneath your feet begins to open up. The energies of Mother Earth in a new fifth dimensional frequency begin to rise. All the way through your base chakra, your sacrum, your third solar plexus, your heart, fourth, your throat chakra, sixth, seventh, Eight, nine, ten. And as the eleventh chakra begins to vibrate, the four-pointed star high in the universe begins to move forward towards your highest chakra of thirty-nine. These higher chakras are not yet functioning, but are being prepared for the sixth or seventh dimension. See this four-pointed starlight begin to emit a beautiful violet ray of energy. This energy moves out like a large dome and begins to encompass our circle all the way behind you, connecting to the silver disk beneath your feet. At all times you are perfectly safe and secure. At any point you feel uncomfortable, bring yourself back to your physical breath. Being aware of your physical body breathing in and out. Be aware of the energies in your heart chakra beginning to expand. Each one of you has a diamond white light within your heart, but also the Christ light energy of the rose gold. For a few moments, focus. 
begin to join us. We invite the Hathors, Arthurians, Galactic Council, all beings of high vibrational light to assist everyone here. Allowing each individual to grow and expand in a high frequency of light and sound. As your physical body breathes in and out, the energy within your heart begins to expand further and further, brighter and brighter as your true self begins to make itself present, expanding from the physical form. You may see yourself as a multitude of colors. You may experience tingling, hot, cold, perhaps a little sickly, this is quite normal. Perhaps a little heavy, this is quite normal. Like it's Coming in and out as the energy grows stronger and stronger. To yourself now as a bright, bright star light of diamond light and golden rose light. To your own field expanding beyond the center. Further and further. Allow your physical body to breathe in and out of this energy at the highest level. You may remain within this physical form and beings of high mind will come to you. Or you may be awakening your higher self or your soul energy from your physical form. Those of you familiar with the Merkaba will see the Merkaba in front of you as we are all born in one. This is like a pyramid slotted into a pyramid. So it forms a star shape with many points. You may remain in your physical form or step forward into your Merkaba. The choices are yours. From the center of the quatrain now, a bright pillar of light begins to beam down to our sacred space. You can see this, sense it and feel it in your heart chakra may increase in vibration. You operate by free will at any point. You may retreat or continue. Whichever form you have chosen, Merkaba or higher self, physical energy, visualize yourself now moving into the shaft of high light. The shaft of high light is in the center of the circle. See yourself moving forward, should you so wish, into the shaft of light. If you wish to remain in your physical form, healing beings will come and assist you. Raphael, Raphael, Hagiel, and other angels and higher beings will assist you with healing, or you may move forward into the beam of light. 
12 chakras begin now to open. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21st, and 22nd. We will alter the 22nd day. If our physical body breathes in and out the energies, your higher self, your soul, is now within the being of light. Within this being of light, you begin to rise upwards towards the eye of the quatrain. The quatrain is a gateway to other dimensions of time and space. When you reach down the quatrain, you will be met by an ascended master and a being of high light, one that connects to your soul energies. One connects it to your soul's energies. Whatever dimension of time and space the energy soul came from. Many portals and doorways will open, and you may choose to travel through these when you remain where you are. Moving up through the shaft of light. The eye of the quatrain, who meeting you and who is greeting you? your own respect and allow them to take you wherever it is that you need to go.
Well, wow. we are at the end of day two. Uh, it's been um, it's been a blast. It has. It's been brilliant. I've really enjoyed it today. Um, yeah. What's been your highlight? We've we've in, we've uh, we've seen some brilliant demonstrations today. What's been your yeah. What's been your highlight today? Well, I love the drumming today, didn't I? I sneaked off and you uh, got involved yeah. with that. I did. Yeah, yeah I've got yeah. the bruises to prove it as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Julie's been China's there. Julie's been to Jembe Jum Jum Drumming. The Jean-Bé drumming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Phil's been, on, Phil's been, been on, on a meditation there. and he's obviously, you know, mm. uh, quite yeah. high there with the Jan energy. Jan Muse. I love Jan Muse. That was exceptional and talk, Angela. wasn't it? Angela. Angie. Yeah. And, Angie. Yeah, from Phoenix Flames. That was a good um, talk. Brilliant. All about spellcasting that and I love that one. And the remote Come away with some really well. good ideas. Yeah. Remote viewing. That was fantastic. Fascinating, she was telling us. So that was uh, Brenda. Some different ones uh, at this um, time. Yeah, Brenda was, Brenda was talking about how she's supported with um, unsolved mur murder cases and mm. things like that through remote viewing. So yeah. really fascinating. Some really fascinating um, demonstrations today. Yeah, what's been your highlight then, Glenn? Uh, mine, I, I kind of enjoyed Brenda's talk, uh, yeah. a, a combination of all of them really. I mean, obviously I'm biased with the drumming because straight away you had me when you said drumming, you know what I mean? Did I? Yeah, but, that's uh, Captive yeah, that, audience. That kind of woke me up the first thing this morning and I, I just love the way that that was demonstrated. You know, Very high energy. Everybody could get involved whether you had any musical abilities or not. Yeah. Uh, and I like the way that he... It broke Delivered down the, the structure of timing and the beats and everything, and everybody could do it. It was brilliant. Yeah, yeah brilliant. So, yeah, I mean, this weekend's been uh, completely different to the, the other two that we've been on, hasn't it? Different um, vibe again. Yeah, there's been more to learn, mm. I feel, and um, it's been almost personalised to, to, um, to the clients, to the people that are coming, I feel. Everybody was interacting in the classes there, one in the yeah. demonstration, should I say. Mm. So, yeah, yeah I think good. there was a lot of laughter and uh, yeah, people really getting involved. I think it's what mm. people need at the moment yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. hopefully that will reflect in the footage that we've taken. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Visually and orderly. I, I'd gone a minute, I'd gone then because I was looking at these white things that, you know, and, and I know, thought, I it's keep like seeing snow. Those. Why yeah. can't I keep seeing this stuff like snow? Floating but around. But then I remembered about Angela, as Angela's talking how she uses yeah. different water and I thought, for the for the sprays that they make and they mm. use snow water when right. they can get it oh, or right, ice yeah. water or storm water and thing, different, different different waters elements. that they use Seasons, yeah, yeah. Mm. so really fascinating some really fascinating information today well, i've yeah. loved it i've loved this weekend and you can never stop learning at these type yeah. of events really you yeah. know what, whatever your faith or your beliefs and, you know i just enjoy amazing. you know what beautiful souls the contributors are to to give their time freely and openly and share their wisdom that would have maybe been collated over like several years, you know, 10 mm. odd years. Yeah. And to just sit there, you know, be in that moment with them and then embrace that wisdom from them is such a blessing, isn't it? Yeah. I'm actually, I was going to say what we're grateful for. And I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I am actually grateful today for being around people like that who, who mm. are able to share their experiences and, yeah. and share it. And, and, and share the experiences with each other and like so grateful for that community that we are allowed that we are able to do that yeah well it helps everybody doesn't it ultimately and we can all help each other and build each other up there yeah, yeah. it's quite it's literally like, full circle isn't it really when you think about it yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so 
Anyway, so it's getting cold. It is. So we we hope you've enjoyed this We're going to hop off and, and sign episode. off. Hop off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, <laughs> been mad already. <laughs> You've not finished. All right, I, I haven't finished. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got. There's, there are. I mean, we're just about to go into um, the last, last, aren't we? With with Angie and so you're going to yeah. get your t-shirt off. I am. Yeah. Uh, she is dressed underneath. <laughs> She's on with it, right? Really? Now. Right now? <laughs> if I hadn't got a microphone attached, I would, you know. <laughs> Fab. Thank you. On that pleasure. note, we're going to go. Thanks we'll for see you all in. very soon. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye.